are oppressed. We are exploited. We are denied not only civil rights, I'm but even human rights. First place, come play with me. You want second place? Let us sing forever. Let us play forever. Wake your ass up. Awaken the beast inside. Welcome back to the realest podcast in the world. I'm Osama. My name is Muhammad. And we are going to tell you why we took a break. And here's our explanation. Mo, so why did we take a break? Uh, yeah, so to everyone that's been listening, <laughs> uh, it's funny, we're, not, we're supposed to say welcome back, I guess, for ourselves, uh, but pretty much we took a one-month break, mainly one reason it's because of Ramadan, obviously that month. Uh, the funny thing is we're actually releasing episodes during the month of Ramadan. I know you did a lot of separate solo episodes, um, mm-hmm. but towards the tail end, obviously you got to take a break to enjoy the last 10 days, which is very sacred for us, uh, plus another thing, reason as well. I'm still in school, so I'm doing extra summer courses, and because of that, obviously, summer school courses are more condensed and more impactful and everything, so definitely needed more time for that, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's just one of those times during the year, it's just like, you just needed a break, you just need a break, not a break because you don't want to do it, just a break to recharge and just experience life, you know, because if you do one thing for so long, you miss out on a lot of good things, right, so... And one thing you have to keep in mind, people, this is the first summer where we get to actually go outside again, as opposed to the past two years, coming out only at the end of August for like two weeks or so, right? So a lot of things have been happening. You get to see mm-hmm. familiar faces once again. You're actually going out with people. So myself and Osama, we've chilled more in the past month than we have in the past like year and a half or so. And even besides Osama, because I see him sometimes, just like other people I haven't seen in so long and go out with them and everything, it's fun. And obviously those memories, as we know through COVID, are sacred. So you got to take advantage of that while you can, you know? Nothing lasts forever, clearly. And uh, now we're back. Now we're back doing what we need to do as far as ways. Now we're back, exactly. Yeah, just to add on to your point, it's funny because I remember we had a conversation and I brought her up right and I'm like, listen, dude, at that point you just finished school. I'm like, listen, I think... What do you think would make sense to take a one month break? Well, I think long it took longer than a month break, but it's funny. Usually, we, I think every single time we take a one month, we we never really explain and we're explaining it. So sometimes we, you might see us taking random breaks here and there because one, the work behind the scenes can get overwhelming and we have to get it done, and two, uh, sometimes we just want to relax and come back and give you guys more fire content. And a lot of things happened. One of them. Is uh, a trash album dropped, and I know each time I say this, I trigger a lot of people, but so it's funny because this album got mixed reviews, in my opinion. A lot of I have a lot of Kendrick Lamar fans, and they're split in the middle. So, Muhammad, I know you told me how you feel. How do you feel about Kendrick Lamar's album? Ah, uh, yeah, so anyone doesn't know, obviously, Kendrick Lamar, hip hop artist, he dropped his new album, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, double LP from K Dot. Yeah, like Osama said, there definitely is a mixed reaction uh, to this album. And I understand why. It's the most mellow Kendrick Lamar album. Obviously, it's the longest as far as tracks. And a lot of the themes that he's talking about and everything and the way he does it, it doesn't really fit well with his obviously long-term fans, right? So if you're a day one Kendrick Lamar fan, uh, 
the style that you're getting is more modern, more up tempo, uh, more melodies, and I guess a lot of people are very angry with the influence of his cousin Baby Keem. Felt as if like his influence is too much throughout the album, but the thing is, it's called adapt- adaptability. So if you take it for what it is, it's a good it's a good body of work. From my perspective, yeah, I really enjoyed it. And also, it's not accessible. It's not an easy album to listen to. It's not like you just listen to it on the go. The concept is one of those things. Just like the Pimpin' Butterfly, you want to listen to it like as a body of package all the way through. And for me, being an old school person, just like a jazz record, that makes sense. Obviously, it's a complete body of work. So you're going to start from the beginning to the end because the whole experience, it's something that a person's going to take you through as far as the artist. And I really appreciate that in these times where it's so diluted and it's just like no care or attention. So when someone does that, keeps it to the elk, what it means to be a true artist, I appreciate it. But in a nutshell, I like the album. I enjoy it. Um, As far as ranking it amongst his discography, I don't know where to put it. But yeah, it's definitely... uh, Dead last. It's definitely... uh, Yeah, a lot of people might might put it last. And another thing, Osama, like... Just it's dead last. People, things has to age. I don't understand how, like... Someone could drop something, and within 16 hours, it's a classic. It's the worst album of all time. Like, you have to let things age. It doesn't mean when something well, comes out after uh, one yeah. week or two weeks, then, all, like, no, that's not how it works. You have to let things age. This uh, this generation uh, uh, yeah. refuse no, no. to let things age. Clearly. I think you're right. Plastic I surgery. Think I, I think... I think <laughs> People refuse to age. Botox. Yeah, Botox. I think Drake... That's actually a good... That's a good. We could talk. Yeah, I think Drizzy said it. Yeah, we can. Honestly, we might have to talk about it one day. Facing the age. I think Drizzy said it one time in his interview. He's like, a lot of people will drop trash bands, trash bands, trash bands, but like five, three months later, they'll be like listening to the whole album again. Again, I like, aside from like always joking aside and like throwing shade at Kendrick, but I do know that this album was not one of his top three. Because obviously he has top three albums that do represent his sound. And I know DJ Nazir, audio engineer, is a huge Kendrick Lamar fan. She wasn't a big fan of the album. And it's like, for example, when... Biggest examples when Kanye West dropped... Uh, what's that album, Jesus? bro? With Wolves. Oh, you're talking about Life of Pablo? And Famous. No, bro. The, the, the Life of Pablo. Yeah, Life of Pablo. Like, I think a lot... There's actually a lot of, a lot of mixed... Yeah, lo, there was a lot of mixed reviews for that album. No, people like it. Because at that point, the album before that was Jesus and Drew No, Jesus was the one that was mixed. Bro, well, at that time, the people... Uh, Everyone likes Pablo. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, sorry. I might use this. I might, I might use this. Jesus was the one that was mixed. Yeah, that's the one that had uh, and, black um, skin head. Yeah, bro. Because people were like, what the... Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, so Jesus was... So that's, that's what I'm thinking about. I remember it was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, yeah I remember they're like, where's Kanye West, 808 and Heartbreaks and Graduation? But then again, I think always that's, that's the... Uh, and it's funny because if you really... Like, I'm not a big... If you know me, you know I hate Kendrick Lamar. So <laughs> other people think I was hating. But other, like when you when you hear other people's opinions, like my brother obviously was not a big fan of the album. But whatever, man. Uh, and I remember I had a conversation with him. Like, yo, listen, it's not going to be as good as people think it's going to be. But again, I think over time, you have to adapt to music and you have to adapt to sound. And that's why... If you're only catering to one sound, you're not going to get that no more. Like For example, I'm a huge Drake fan. And I know I'll never get back Take Care or nothing was the same. Yeah, it's hard to replicate that. Um, that's why I get really annoyed when rappers will 
old school rappers will do like a sequel to their legendary album like 20 years later it's like bro you, you were 18 years old when you wrote that album now you're 45 you're not gonna be able to replicate that same experiences and thoughts and everything like you're, you're a man now so exactly it just comes off it doesn't work most of the time and also another thing it's just like whether uh-uh. you like it or not there's a beautiful thing i appreciate about kendrick and also one thing that people should do in life general whether you like it or not i'm pretty sure everyone that you've talked to that heard it will say that they appreciate the execution because if you listen to it you will know that this guy literally took four to five years and put all his mind effort into it it's so calculated it's so sparse and it's so well integrated as far as the themes messages and the sounds it's just something that you cannot create in one month or six months or one year you know that this guy took his time because he's everything is so detail oriented so i appreciate that i appreciate people who are so focused on the small details and their execution is just amazing whether you like it or not that's a really important factor as well well speaking also about music i guess that we had uh almost a year ago now sal houdini dropped a mixtape which is funny because when we had him he had mentioned he wasn't gonna be dropping music for a long time yeah i remember so when I when I see him dropping a mixtape, I'm like, bro. He kind of surprised a lot of people. I personally listened to it; it's actually pretty decent. I liked it. He played some of the album on his live, and I think his album is gonna be a nice piece of work. <clears throat> so, yo, congrats, con- my G, congratulations! That's an amazing piece of work. We can't wait to have you back. I want to shout you. A lot of people know if you haven't heard it, go listen to it on all, all streaming platforms. Have you listened to it yet, more or no? No, I haven't heard it to it, but um, like you said, if you t- if you think it well, makes sense. This guy's in school twenty four seven. But uh, if you said it's good, definitely we'll give it a try and make sure that anyone else taps in as well too. Very talented person, and uh, our interview with him yes, was a beautiful sir. conversation as well. So, the fr- yeah, absolutely. So before we get to our next topic, the first two songs, the songs are sh- this sh- a good song, shots and NB and uh, GPS. Sorry. But speaking about shots, there has been a lot of shootings happening recently. Now, it's funny that we're going to mention this. That we, you know, it's funny. Each time you need to take a break, things happen. Obviously, things happen in Palestine. Things happen all over the world. But these mass shootings are scary now. Because now it's like no matter where you are in the States, you're not safe. No. Uh, yeah. And for the past week, for the past so we'll start off with the Texas shooting. You know, fun fact, I did not know until maybe like two days later or a day later. And I remember my coworker was telling me, she's, she's like, Yo, did you hear about the shooting? I'm like, what shooting? She's like, in Texas. I'm like, what do you, I'm like, what do you mean? And then this, our, our CEO sends an email, like sending her condolences to like, obviously to Texas. She's just kind of letting us know that this happened. I'm like, what is going on? And I'm, and I'm Look, I'm not surprised. Yeah, an environment where... You have different variables. And that's obviously not healthy, conducive to humans overall. Such things will happen. And especially in the mass land, a mass culture like America. So like you said, it's not surprising. Can you imagine, Osama, one testimony from a girl in her class? She said that she had to take some of the blood and cover herself within it. So if the shooter saw her, the shooter would think that she was dead. I don't know what... I don't know what, like, 
yeah, that was a testimony. I didn't see that. And can you imagine, like, that's, number one, just to be that young and to have that insight and just that quickness, but at the same time, that grief, that pain, the imagery, like, obviously, as we know, growing up, like, your parents are going to make sure you don't see certain things, watch certain movies, listen to certain songs, or go to certain places. For kids to witness such a graphic, such a cruel, such an inhumane event, all in lifetime, and especially in social media where you can just replay it as far as pictures and images and videos. It's something that makes you question, why are humans like this? And why do we let things like this continue? And... Yeah. That's PTSD, bro. It's it's almost as forever because you're a child. So an image sticks in your head. That's a nightmare that's never gonna go away. That's a nightmare that's never gonna go away. How do you get through that? It doesn't like, takes time. Yeah. You know, you know. Um, to that girl, I gotta say her instincts in terms of thinking on the spot, saying maybe yeah. if I do this, he'd think I'm dead. Like, and it's it's ironic because we spoke about this. With our buddy about how the future is useless if you don't if you don't think, if you don't uh, work on your path. And this is someone who's six years old, and she's like her instincts kicked in. And she's like, "What can I do? What can I do? What can I do?" Because her future meant so much to her. So she learned. She's like, "Okay, listen, boom, I'm gonna act like I'm dead," which is sad because these are kids that are six years old, and whatever. And to the police, and obviously a lot of conspiracy theories because the police officers have been some people. There's uh, theories going out that they were saving their own kids first before taking down the shooter. Some people thought it was like an inside job. But in my head, I'm like, the police should have done a way better job. In the past, they've done better jobs of stopping certain shootings. And you know what's funny? I remember you were telling me this. The solution is what? To give a teacher a gun. So if one day a teacher decides to get cheesed and angry. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. She's offing the kid. That's not the solution. That doesn't work. It's not logical. What is the solution? What is the solution? Because I know banning guns, but it, it clearly... I even told my dad, and I want you to answer the question, but what is the solution? But until you think of that, I'm going to say something short. I told my dad that these guys are not going to learn until one of the government officials loses their kid. Yeah, shoot. because the thing... Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, because it, we're, we're losing innocent lives. Well, obviously, number one is uh, the gun laws. Number one, that has to be changed. There's certain things within... Obtaining a gun, being able to use it, background checks, identifications, mm-hmm. especially in different states, doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. And obviously, if you do not change this whatsoever, it will continue in mass shootings. What so be it. Uh, number two, number two is security. 100%. The fact that mass shootings has been happening so much at such a drastic rate and the continuation, there has to be an increase in security measures at schools. Obviously, it doesn't. Ma- it never made any sense before that you would have you would need like high level security or mid-level security at public schools because why it's a public school kids are just going to school and going home and that's it but the trend and the the trend in the pattern want to go have fun. of shootings mass shootings at schools the, the reasons are ambiguous as far as those doing it but the point is it's going to continue to happen so as as a way to combat such inflictions and uh, injustices, you have to increase security measures at schools. Hey, if we have to pay extra in taxes or the government's able to alleviate, so be it. And also better drills. I know back in the days we used to have the classic drill would hide under tables and turn off the lights and everything. 
technology and the way things are so advanced and even the minds of a shooter playing video games thoughts and all like it's just more advanced so they have to, to figure out more advanced kind of drills and systems just in case such a scenario happens so obviously kids teachers civilians whoever is in that building is safe as much as possible from such uh idiotic type of person or inhumane person and um you know <clears throat> another thing is just yeah. god faith you know and obviously there's countless things we can see and stuff um but you know it's just possibilities there's always limitations as far as the solutions we try to offer because not one lim- one one not one solution could just alleviate all these things that could happen because remember it happens in different kind of places states environments weathers climates like it's different but mm-hmm. regardless it has to start now because if it doesn't start now it's only going to continue and who else who else like it what i want to say is the casualties who else but children like that has to be the norm like children has to be the norm for casualties like on a daily basis like young kids and especially at the environment the setting a school a school like i don't have kids but i can't imagine taking a kid dropping them off picking them up just knowing that they're supposed to come home it's just something that it was supposed to be normal back then but as we all know things change social media era so maybe going to school is not the same Mm -hmm. thing as it was for our generation and obviously the generations before us it's a whole different experience so the experience of kids learning to walk to school learning to go to school like it has to be a huge reformation as far as change in the culture of school because of these patterns of mass shootings that's what it is for now yeah but you know they don't learn from their experiences look there was mass shootings of course, way of before course. obviously you go back to Malcolm X Martin Luther King you go to the president I forget the president who, who got yeah, shot was it John F. Kennedy JFK you know every school it seems like these shooting and to be honest with you everything you just said like I'm hoping someone's listening and saying we have to do something about this because you, the kids Actually, no one, I don't care what age you are, no one deserves to die on the hands of someone else. By you saying, oh, let's give teachers guns is not a solution. What if the teacher one day wakes up mad and says, F this, this kid's p- pissing me off, boom. This is not a GTA 5. But, but the thing is, respond. those examples you gave are assassinations. So those are targeted people. And that's like, like I was saying in the beginning, like the, the pattern of mass shootings the ideologies of the shooters and as to why they want to shoot the schools or university it's still not clear as far as the common denominators we still don't have enough reason as to why shooters are going after these places so it's just like those reasons those people obviously those are targeted based on political economic social reforms or whatever movement they had but this it's just like we don't know the reason as to why shooters are going after public schools and universities as well it's not enough. We still don't know. We still have an idea. I have family in the states, and it's just scary to think that you know, like one, like for example, Canada just recently banned and froze all gun laws, froze all gun, which because of these mass shootings, they'd be like, yo, now we no selling, no buying, no nothing. That they don't care if you have a license. And that's one of the great good things that Trudeau did because in my head, I'm like, you really don't know. No, you're right. You're right. That gun. Um, but at the same time, it's just that. All criminals are not going to walk into a gun store to grab a gun. 
to get it offhand, to get it offline, to get off the dark web. There's so much guns that's available on the dark web as far as accessibility to guns, weapons, and anything that you're looking for. Like some guns they bring in from the U.S. that might cost 700, smuggle it through the Canada-U.S. border, and you're able to sell to 2,500. So it's on the streets in different areas and different neighborhoods. And also that leads to the gang violence that we see in Toronto and different other places as such, right? So the point mm-hmm. is you got to figure out how to attack the pinpoints of how people are smuggling in weapons from the U.S. into Canadian border. And obviously the same thing in the U.S., how they're able to smuggle in weapons from wherever country into the U.S., and that's getting into these neighborhoods, that's getting to the hands of these individuals that doesn't know right from wrong. Even if they do know right from wrong, morally, they're just gone because they rather feel as if money, power, ego, whatever they're going after is more valuable, it's more justified than the life of a human being. Amazing. I, honestly, I want to see change. Like that said, I just want to see change. I'm getting tired of like it's not that I'm not getting tired. I'm getting u- yeah. It sucks to say this, but yeah. I'm getting used to the fact that hearing the, the mass shooting in the states every other week or every other day. At this point, it's just like, hey, how was the weather? But you ask, oh, hey, was that sh- how 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 was that shooting? Like, they have to understand. Yes, other shootings happen around the world, but in the states, because of their laws and the, because of the way it's broken down, it's happening more often. It's much more accessible. We have to understand that the, the, those kids that got shot, Thanks. rest in peace to all of them. They could have been, they could have been presidents, they could have been CEOs, but someone that guy is. And you know what's funny? That guy deserve that guy deserves to die. You took so many lives. Those guys, those kids can't come back. So and I made that like joke funny enough. You can't respond. You legit can't. So now they and it's even worse for their parents because their parents lost their baby. Bro, at six years old, you are a baby. And really, no matter what age you are and your parents are still alive, you are a baby to them because they're like, you're still young, you're still living. But six years old just broke my heart. This guy, like, who, like, how can you look at a kid and say, I'm going to shoot you? Yeah, it's just one of those things. And he did it. You realize how, you realize how spread out and how large the thoughts of human beings are. Because everyone has a brain and obviously there's different parts of our brain that are activated that can use that we can access whether it happens or not in life. But it's through such actions of individuals throughout history, you realize how diverse and how carried the thoughts of a human being are. Because anyone that has a moral compass that believes in something knows that you shouldn't do certain things. You shouldn't push an elder woman down the stairs or in the streets you shouldn't spit in the face of an individual you shouldn't shoot someone stab someone opposite is to help mm-hmm. as we all know open the door hold the elevator door if someone needs help shovel the snow or help someone in your streets but certain environments certain conditions as far as living styles mm-hmm. And also what you're exposed to, whether by choice or not, that enters your brain and your thoughts on a daily basis. It all builds up and it creates the perfect setting and scenario for such individuals to carry out their actions. And that could be in the best of forms and also that could be in the worst of forms. And it all comes from a human brain that we all have. And that's, uh, that's amazing. 
it's actually yep. it's actually interesting. Amazing speech. Amazing. <laughs> Steve Kerr, uh, when he went on, when, I think it was like he went and he said, "We're not talking about the game. You know, we won." And he just he went off on like we need to we need to change something. We need this. We he, he called out government officials. He's like, "Where are you guys at? Why are you guys hiding?" And I respect that about him because obviously when your team is like about to enter the NBA finals that point and you know you're gonna enter the NBA finals and like he could have asked answer all the questions but he said there's no questions about the game what coach did that of course no one else and he could have put a job on the line but he clearly put he was sel- he was selfless he's like no we're not talking about the game and that's the beautiful thing about life because people say white privilege stance of power as to why he got a job as to why things got so easy for him Regardless, whether you believe it or not, the fact that someone in his position took the time to voice out in such a way, calling out prominent figures that haven't been held accountable. You haven't seen people do that in the music industry as much. You haven't seen people do that as much in the sports industry. You haven't seen people do that in the cooking. You haven't seen people really do that at all because who wants to take the chance of losing their livelihood, calling out such Mm -hmm. prominent figures that have power? that have weight across as to what happens within 4 million people lives on a daily basis. But the fact that he took that stance, it shows the integrity and the character that one man has. And like you said, he's not selfish. He's selfless because what he wants and what he sees is just the goal of things ending and what ends violence, senseless violence, because it wasn't useful. How many families are grieving? How many families, obviously I don't believe in Christmas or Turkey, Thanksgiving and all, but how many people, families, are going to have to go and have their Christmas, first Christmas, first Thanksgiving, first summer vacation without their child? I remember six years is such an impressionable age. Birthdays as well. Kids' birthday. Six years old is such a happy age. Like Everything that you love about life that makes you laugh and happy there's nothing more meaningful than at the age of six. It's just one of those ages, you know? And the fact that a lot of families will not have Mm -hmm. that because of senseless violence from individuals who has a brain just like us, but choose to use it or operate under different pretenses. It shows how much work we need to do, you know? And, uh, we have a lot of work to get done. A lot of work to get done. I guess my last message, my I guess my last message to this is, uh, I want the government officials to really come together. Take your ego aside. I don't really care if they're the, you're allowed to have a gun license, but you better. They have to find a way to make it stricter to get a gun. More background checks. It has to be so hard. They have to go deep in. Not everybody could just buy a gun, and they gotta start. Sell, they gotta stop selling guns and retail stores. And that has to be a governmental thing, and that's how it has to go. Government regulated. A lot of people are going to get upset, but it's going to reduce the mass shootings by a huge amount of percentage. And I guess my message to them would be, I know the truth. You know the truth as well. You know what needs to be put in place for crime rate to come down such a large percentage in different states, in different parts of the U.S. or any country, any official that's in control of this. You know this and I know this. But you will not do so, you refuse to do so, unless there's a lot of attention on you. So you do certain measures to make it decrease just a little bit. And then once things fall off, it goes back up. Why? Because of personal interest. 
You're choosing personal interest over the lives of those you're supposed to care for and serve. That's why you took the job. That's why you have the position to protect and serve the community at all hands, no matter what. So if you have the position, you have that status, do the job. If you can't do the job, go somewhere else. There's different senior homes. There's different beaches. There's different places, kind of jobs you could do. You could be a male person. You could work at McDonald's. You could be a plumber. You could be a stripper. I don't know. Do something that makes you justified, whatever makes you happy. But if you want to take on such a role and such a task where you have to care for the lives of such a large part of humanity, do it right. Because if you're choosing personal interest over the lives of children and parents, you're not fit. You're unqualified, to be honest. You're unqualified. Despite how much education, knowledge you could talk about the subject, if you do not put in the action, you're clearly not qualified and you must be fired. So if you're not fired, hey, continue what you need to do and uh, someone will replace you. You're not going to do it forever, right? No one's going to do anything, anything forever. You'll be replaced. So enjoy while you can. Everyone's dispensable. Everyone, yeah, everyone's dispensable. Yeah, you're right. Everyone dispensable. And just like, for example, eventually, hopefully when it becomes global, eventually we're going to get old to a point where we can't do all this love. So we got to give the company to someone else who can obviously take it to new heights. If you can't get the job, if you can't do the job, just, I don't know, just buy a house full of bunnies and take care of them instead because <laughs> you're just not qualified. A cat woman's going to be so cheesy if she hears this. I know, for them. Most of them are males, right? So <laughs> instead bet. of instead of the woman with the cats, for them, bunnies, bro. Just have a house full of bunnies. That's it. Take care of them. Because clearly you're not qualified to be this to be Because that's how person. soft you are. Yeah. There's nothing in you that represents a man. Well, look, Eric, like... No, it's cowards. No. If you if you you're a coward sitting behind a mask, thinking to yourself, "I'm a man," you know what a man is. A man is someone that goes out of their way to be selfless, and he puts himself last and helps other people. That's a man, not what these people do. And I I guess before we end, one quick tidbit. I know someone's gonna appreciate this. When it comes to leadership, from the smallest role, whether it's volunteering, to corporate to the highest level presidency. The beautiful thing about Islam is the fact that we have examples of those who've done leadership and obviously we have examples on the proud peace be upon them talking about the etiquette of what it takes to be a leader. If you read that and you hear about it, it is very intense and you have to realize that no matter whether you're uh, caring or protecting or serving the lives of one person as opposed to 10,000 or million, the rewards or the sins that will be upon you that you have to answer the day of judgment is so real. And obviously, there's no better example that I could think of of Omar bin Khattab, him being a leader. Man, if you hear about his stories, what he had to do every single day and his willingship not to give up and the preservation of the people and even the animals were suffering under him. Like, he did not let off. He did not take any days off. He knew the virtues. He knew the value of what it took to be a leader from the smallest level to the largest. So those are great examples. Those are very great prominent figures. So I advise anyone to read that into his story and what he did to be such a prominent figure. Because if you know that, and you know that taking on a leadership role, whether you're qualified or not. If not, don't do it. You can still be a great person in society. You can still do great things. But 
if you want to be a leader and you want to take on the role of serving others, you know what comes with. You guys thought we were done? I don't think so. We still got to wrap it up. Please follow me at Kusa300. Follow my co-host Muhammad at Muhammad.Global. Make sure to follow our page at Instagram. Also, make sure to subscribe to all our platforms. We drop every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Thank you. We'll see you next week.